Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Players Only. I am back in the building with my man, Sean Barber, to my left, a.k.a. Barbershop, a.k.a. Sean Barber 59 on Twitter. I am Danon Hughes at DA Hughes Guy 83 on Twitter and Danon Hughes on Instagram. We are back for another edition. I guess we can call it the bye week edition of Players Only. And uh, we got a lot to tackle because I want to talk about some midseason grades, even though it's not technically midseason barbershop. We got to recap the big win out on the West Coast at Santa Clara, aka San Francisco. And then let's look forward to where this team is. And there was a big acquisition as well. So a lot to tackle. Let's remember the Jay Southland Toe Service text line is open, 913-586-7610. That's the phone line and the text line. So hit us up because we got to get into the third quarter of the show when we start tackling these texts and calls. Remember, 913-586-7610. Barbershop. Yeah, man. First of all, you did an outstanding job today. We had the uh, Kansas City uh, Crime Commission, uh, the banquet, and I was on stage. It was a draft kind of format, so we were up there with Mitch and Laura and uh, give a huge shout-out to Tammy, uh, Mitch's wife, who put everything together and uh, did an amazing job organizing everything for a great cause. It was really, really cool to honor uh, the police force in the Kansas City metro area. And that way, and some amazing stories and uh, recipients of awards today, it was awesome. Yeah, actually ha- having a chance to just uh, honor and learn about Alvin Brooks and everything he's done uh, for the city of Kansas City in the in area in Missouri as far as law enforcement, um, uh, just, just learning, you know, taking a step back and, and, and realizing and paying homage to all the uh, police officers and first responders and everybody does so much to keep, you know, not only me and you, Dana, but our families safe um, and sound and safe as possible and, and having, you know, one-on-one interaction with the officer that was at the, um, one of the shootings at the school in Olathe and then hearing about um, just some of the, the events um, for fallen um, police officers over the, over the last few months and stuff like that, man, just, hearing some heartfelt stories and being able to give some awards to some people. Obviously, I was amazed by the, the whole idea behind the second chance 
organization mm-hmm. that helps inmates uh, finding uh, careers and paths and purpose and hearing from some of those uh, participants, just a one-on-one from some of those participants on how they've turned their lives around. Um, it, it was a beacon of hope. It was yeah. um, uh, a spark that I think you saw in so many people's eyes about what can be. And then hearing from Kathy Nelson about the potential of what does the draft coming to Kansas City allows us to showcase and put our, our brand, Midwest Values, uh, what Kansas City um, and, and what we're all about and, and how the Chiefs Kingdom is going to be on national TV um, for the for world to watch. For the whole world. The biggest event ever to hit Kansas City is coming um, in April. I think it's April. The draft comes in April yeah. of 2023. So be ready, man. Be ready to answer the call, whether it's volunteerism, service, um, all, obviously, Dante, all he wanted to talk about was the parties. <laughs> Dante, <laughs> Dante Hall was, was there, yes. Dante and uh, Kathy was on a panel with me. Uh, Mitch asked us some questions about, you know, what the draft meant to us and different things about community. And, and we was able to add, you know, add some, um, some, some keynote facts about the ambassador group and how we've, over the last year, raised over, um, given away over $135,000 in grants to different uh, charities and how we do everything we can do to, accept grants and donation as to anything that has to do with supporting kids in our community. Um, and then being able to take a moment to express, you know, how grateful we are to just serve our community as an ambassador organization. Um, this, we don't have that, we don't have that many uh, opportunities to be in, be on stage on a platform and telling yeah. people from our heart, what Kansas city means to us. And I just, I felt very humbled to be on that stage with all those great people. Yeah. There's uh, so much to unpack from that event today. Uh, you know, uh, not to be political or anything like that, but the system uh, was designed or, or, you know, the way the system unfolded as far as the uh, judicial system didn't necessarily lend itself to automatic second chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's voting or whatever else, people make mistakes early in their life. It's just good to see that there's an aspect of that system that is giving back to the community, encouraging people that may have made a one-time mistake and getting them indoctrinated back into society, getting them in positions to get good jobs, to take care of their family, to be uh, a credit to society. Uh, the testimonies that we saw was amazing. The officers that we met were incredible. Uh, we thank you for your service. Uh, all, the, all, the, all the great policemen and policewomen uh, in the area, we appreciate that. But it was an awesome event, and you mentioned about the draft uh, remember that the draft is coming to Kansas City is a worldwide watched event, and the Chiefs ambassadors will be on hand. The NFL PA, uh, Players Union, the NFL alumni, you and I are both uh, ingrained in all three of those mm-hmm. uh, uh, entities, and we will be zigzagging. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm getting tired just thinking about it, but we will be zigzagging that entire draft week to different charitable events, different parties, different speaking engagements, appearances, et cetera, because we want to be uh, right out there in front with Kansas City to showcase to the world what we can do here in our adoptive homes. All right. There'll be more we'll talk about, I'm sure, about that as the season unfolds, as we get towards the Super Bowl, and we're talking about this Chiefs team because I believe this Chiefs team definitely is capable of playing in Glendale, Arizona in February. But before we go too far ahead, let's go one step backwards, Barbershop, to this last game, the Chiefs versus the 49ers. 
Uh, I will give my take, and then I'll leave. I'll let you uh, chime in. Uh, this was, I believe, the third in four weeks of teams that were supposedly dominating defenses, uh, teams that had access to grind against us, and we handled business like a true dominating team that we are. Uh, it's crazy. If I would have told you, Barbershop, before the game, Patrick Mahomes will throw an interception on the first drive. Sky Moore will muff a punt. Uh, Harrison Butker will miss a field goal. Uh, and But we're going to win <laughs> the way we won, scoring over 40 points against this so-called dominating defense that had an axe to grind based on what we did to them uh, in Super Bowl 54. The fact that we were able to bounce back from each of those missteps in the way we were able to do it, the way the defense stepped up, forcing field goals early when a lot of the momentum was on the side of the Niners. The offense continued to plug away. The wide receivers stepping up, finally looking like they were in sync with Patrick Mahomes. And uh, special teams still coming through. Isaiah Pacheco with the big 48-yard kickoff return sparked a drive that you kind of felt like this team was taking, like, Floyd Mayweather, Oscar De La Hoya jabs, and then just continue to come back at him with hooks. And uh, I, I was impressed by the perseverance, the resilience of this team. Uh, there was calls that went against them in this game that I'm still baffled by. The one touchdown that got called back uh, where uh, Travis Kelsey caught the touchdown and they called an illegal block, cut block by Jarek McKinnon, still haven't gotten a clear-cut answer as to how that was. Uh, but nevertheless, we overcame. We didn't let anything, any blow, uh, knock us down and keep us down. And that's the true testament of a champion. Everybody's looking at the Chiefs and the, and the Bills in the AFC as representation uh, come February. I think it's going to come down to those two teams. Uh, and we'll see where we'll have to play that game in the AFC championship in, in what is that in early February or late January? Yeah, I mean, looking at the game, obviously from my point of view, it's like man, it just it was some high peaks, some low valleys. Obviously, one of the lowest valleys was you know starting off on, on you know zero to ten because of turnovers, um, not even giving yourself a chance to start. Before you know it, you spot a good team, a, actually a great team, with the addition of CMC, Chris, Christian McCaffrey just joined the team, and you're going to spot them ten points to a team that loves to control the clock and just run it downhill um, in so many different ways, that, that's usually not a, a formula for victory. And if it is a formula for victory, it's not a formula for, for a 44 um, to 23-point victory. It's, it's, it's going to be a close-played game by the vest. You know, whoever has the ball last, you, you, you're scratching and clawing to get back in the game the entire second half and somehow try to find a way to win. But um, it, even when you see the – final score of the game, uh, like I said, 44-23, it's still, um, there was a score that made it a five-point game. They put it uh, put us up 28-23. Uh, to 23. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it wasn't much game left. It, w it was, at that point, it was still a one-touchdown score, and that the game was still in the, in the, in the, in the, you know, in anybody's court. Yeah. And from that point on, it was all Casey. It, it was just... At, at, you know, you're talking about, uh, you know, what was Mitch say, put the hammer down? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if you was driving a, a NASCAR or whatever it is, that's, you know, putting putting the pedal to the metal. And it's, 
I mean, we drove that nail into the coffin at that yeah. point of the game. And um, if that's the way our offense can perform when they are forced to play their best, and obviously, when, you know, we, we know when you're on the road and you're facing a bye week, ain't, ain't nothing to save it for. Like, you know, you, everybody, we got, you, got, you got 10 days or so to heal up. So whatever you got left in the tank, let's burn it out. Let's make sure that we leave this field, uh, wherever this arena is, we leave it and leave it all on the field. If that's what it looks like when the Chiefs leave it all on the field, I just can't wait until it gets to the end of the season. Everybody and it comes, be scared. And it comes playoff football. I, I think, you, you know, people talk about, and we'll get into it in the second quarter of this show, regarding the bye week, the incentive, but I, I agree with you. Uh, there's no pregame speech the week before a bye week. After a loss, there's nothing to be said. Now, I'm sure there's somebody, whoever's the vocal leader on this team, probably got up and said something. Patrick probably said something before they went on the field, whether it was Willie Gay Jr. or Nick Bolton or Chris Jones said something before the defense took the field the first time. But as former players, the incentive is you don't want to lose two games in a row ever, and you definitely don't want to lose two games before a bye week. The bye week is for you to relax, chill, enjoy your family. Some guys will be hanging out. Remember, these guys are 20-somethings-year-olds. All you listeners out there that want to criticize athletes for for doing stuff off the field and hanging out, remember what you were doing when you were 20-something years old and then add a few zeros to your bank account. Now, we're just hoping that nobody does anything reckless or has done anything reckless and they'll be back for business, but the bye week is incentive enough for great play. And the fact that you have to go on the road against a team that had some incentive to come against you and and put forth that performance, you know, looking at it from that perspective, Chiefs fans, I'm not saying that we everybody should be uh, making their plane tickets and their Airbnbs to Glendale, Arizona, but I can't see a better performance that the Chiefs could have done in the way that they did it with some adversity mixed in and still show us even some people may think we're biased, but show us we're as football players. We're not. We're not going to be biased. I remember the times when Todd Haley was here. I remember going on the air and going on TV and trying to figure out words to say mm-hmm. about trash that was on the field. And now we have the luxury of not having to talk about that. So, with that being said, remember the text line is open, the phone line is open. Dan, we'll get to you. We see you. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. The NFC opponent is behind us. We got. Two AFC opponents ahead of us. We'll tackle those later in the show and next week after the bye. But coming up in the second quarter, we got hot fire, spit fire, fire pit <laughs> takes. And we're going to tackle them then. Bono looking to pass the football. Goes in the middle. Passes cut. Touchdown, Kansas City. Touchdown, Chiefs. Touchdown, Chiefs. Daniel Hughes took the bullet over the middle from Steve Bono. First and 10 for the Chiefs at the 14 of the Steelers. Halfback pass. Marcus Allen right side. Touchdown, Kansas City. Daniel Hughes from Marcus Allen. Expert analysis, news, and views from Chiefs Radio Network. All right, we are back. Barbershop, every good hero has a theme song. Just want to let you know. Because you were singing that song. Did you ever know you were my hero? Then you, you were singing that to me during the break? No, I don't sing to that you, That was bro. so nice, man. I'm I alpha. appreciate you. They brought a tear to my eye. I know what I did see. I did I'm see your a note. hero. I did see a note that came from whatever city in Jersey you came from. He had some coaches, some fans. Some people sent us a, a yellow flag to f- 
for me to throw when you no. step across the line. Tell and it says, it says something about being late, but I keep telling people that's just a figment of your imagination. Like, I'm on time. I'm just on my own time. You're on your own time. Um, but it did say it in, 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 in bold letter. And, and highlight letter? Yeah, ho- italicized bold letter. <laughs> let, make sure you let Dana know every day, every day, all day, defense wins ball games. That's what it said, and you know it said that. So from New Jersey, that love from New Jersey, I appreciate y'all listening to Players Only, me and Dana Hughes, and I, and, I, and I love the way his own high school sends us notes up here to the station just to remind him. Just to remind him, Dana Hughes, you ain't too big for your don't you ain't too big for these. Can't uh, for forget the, where you come from. Don't forget where you come from, and even where he came from. Defense wins championships. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas, Barbershop. Yes, That's the only time you're gonna hear anything positive about ah. defense over offense. So I'm just gonna let you. I'm gonna let you marinate in that. That's all right. It's your yes, Christmas sir. gift. Don't expect nothing in December. Uh, we are back, as you heard, Barbershop, Sean Barber. A.K.A. Sean Barber, 90, uh, 95, 50, 59, 59 on Twitter. And I am D.A. Hughes Guy, 83 on Twitter, and Dana Hughes on Instagram. Follow us. we got the J. Southland Toe Service text line open, 913-586-7610. Barbershop, you got the stage on your hot fire take of the week. What you got? Well, always, man. I always started out with what's going on, what's popping, what's new in the NFL. Obviously, man, TB12 and AR12. That's that's Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers together. Uh, have we seen the end of an era? Have we seen what 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 is the end of the great, the goats, the MVPs? Have each one of them lost their way? Do they not understand <laughs> what leadership takes? You got to be accountable. You got to be respectable. Mm-hmm. You got you can't be arguing and yelling at folks about their play when you don't show up on Friday practice, Saturday practice. Like they're your children. You can't be on bar stool and other other formats telling uh, the the coach to take people's reps and playing time because they run the wrong route. Uh, if, if if guys ain't doing the right thing in practice, maybe they shouldn't be getting game reps. And then quoting your own PFF score, like, well, I, I mean, I had the best game of of my season so far, so I guess. You know, I'm not talking about myself, but some guys who aren't, mm-hmm. you know, playing well might need to, you know, their reps removed or taken. What kind of leadership is that? Who airs out their dirty laundry on other people's podcasts and other? That is just the that's the opposite of what either one of those teams need right now. When we're talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and we're talking about the Green Bay Packers, and then on the other side we see teams that have come from nowhere, who have come from the bottom and are playing like gang beaters. When we talk about those teams in New York, those Giants and those Jets. Something is going on with the water in New York. East Coast, Philly too. We know about Philly undefeated. But both of those teams in New York, they were expected to be the bottom feeders. No one gave them any – man, the Jets are just the Jets. The Giants got a new coach. Uh, they, they, you know, they're going to be the bottom of the NFC East. And both of those teams have come out, and they deserve their – so I think at this point in the season, we got to give – I mean, listen, when someone deserves their flowers, you got to give it to them. The Jets and the Giants are to be respected – and each game going into the game, as long as they're playing tough defense, running that ball the way they do. Now the Jets lost Bryce Hall, so that's going that's going that might put a little take a little win out their sale. Yep. But I think that um, both of those franchises are heading in the right direction. Good stuff. I don't know Julio Cameron back there. You got barbershop with his hot take. Do I got to throw this yellow flag or does he get what does he get? Does he get Spitfire or not? I think I think it's just. A- oh. Uh. Watch out now, watch out now, watch out now, watch out now. I might pull a muscle. Pull him up. All right. 
So I, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna reverse this a little bit on the hot fire take because I want to tackle this bye week coming up, um, and the concern like I mentioned in <laughs> first quarter as barbershop still singing or dancing and the music ain't on. Um, barbershop, one I want to I want to tackle what you just said about leadership and guys being past their prime. You play with a lot of old folks. I play with a lot of old folks. And ever been in a situation where you looked next to you on your side of the ball or across the ball and be like, all right, now, like, you ain't got it no more. Like, we all could see it. I mean, so I I was on the field when Daryl Green was there and we drafted Champ Bailey. Mm -hmm. And though Daryl Green was a perennial all-pro, he was an all-decade player, he was all-everything. Yeah. He's he he is one all on of the fame, yep. He's on the uh the 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 Hall of Fame, he's on the whatever you want to call it, the the premier the the, the you know, whoever the it pantheon is. Pantheon of DBs. And to have this young man from Georgia come in and just man, he was doing things in that defensive backfield that we just couldn't believe. He was just so fast, so quick, had great ball skills, high point in the balls. Everything you could ask for, and he was just so elusive. I mean, just amazing athlete. So to see those two guys there, and then to have the organization go get Deion Sanders and bring him into the organization, well, you got two starting corners. Yeah, somebody got to sit. sit. Yeah, and ain't, and Champ ain't one of them. Mm-hmm. And Deion, you just went and got him. Yeah. So unfortunately, I, listen, it wasn't that Daryl lost too many. St- I mean, he was he won't he won't the four four three guy he was. Yeah. And he, but from a leadership standpoint, you could not tell from a day of his practice that he was not preparing himself to be a starter. Hmm. He still carried himself with that kind of excellence because he didn't know no other way. Yeah. So no matter what they did to his game reps and the amount of snaps or what his packages was, brought him in as a nickel cornerback, he never – you could you couldn't see it in his preparation. You couldn't see it in his, his attitude. He was still a leader, a captain of the defense, yeah. even though he didn't start. And I almost probably would say I had more admiration for him at that point than I ever did playing with him when he was a starter. Yeah. I would say when I, I mean, I played with Joe Montana, Marcus Allen, never saw a situation where I was like, all right, this game has passed them by. Even with Joe, played two years in 93 and 94, uh, went to the AFC Championship in 93, 94, wasn't as good a season as was expected. But, like, I'm catching balls. I'm sure the fans might have a different view, but I'm catching balls from Joe Montana and practicing games. I'm in the meetings with him. There's nothing that... He sh- nothing that he showed in 93 that he didn't show in 94. And I think that's kind of where, you know, you go with this because last year when you talk about Tom Brady, you know, he was voted by his peers as the best player in the NFL coming into this season. Last year had eye-popping numbers as far as productivity. The year before winning the Super Bowl and then to see this now. I think, like, there's got to be guys like Devin White and Shaq Barrett and those guys on that defense that's like, mm, I think it might be time. No matter how good a shape you're in, no matter how thin you look, no matter how much you, how fit you are, et cetera, it might be time. Fortunately, I never played with a guy like that, and some people might think we're just home cooking and we don't want to talk about anybody. I will say this, and this is not to throw these guys under the bus because they did wind up retiring, Tom Bahali and Eric Berry. After that AFC championship loss, to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. And you heard about during the season where those guys weren't able to practice all week and they were just 
you know, they had to muster up enough strength and energy and all that to play on Sunday or Monday. You kind of felt like I'm sure there were many people around there which came to fruition. It was time. The game is being passed. The game is getting past them. Uh, there are times where that happens, Barbershop, and I just wonder, I'm sure there are people wondering around two of the great quarterbacks of our era if that time is coming with them, especially when you start talking about the stuff off the field, the stuff that people are excusing on the field as well. Everybody's talk. you know, you heard me go on my rant last week in this fire take about Tom Brady screaming at other grown men on the field that are working for their paychecks just like him and people excusing it because he's psycho Tom or some super um, some super leader. That's BS. That's, that's some degrading communication that you got to have with people on the sideline. I ain't never had a teammate yell at me on the sideline. I ain't never had a teammate. I, I don't even know if I had coaches yell at me, mm. especially when I got to the NFL level because we're all grown men. And there are people out there that are listening that, live, that work for companies and corporations. And I'm sure you look at it like, I wish my boss would come in here and scream and yell at me in my face, and we just happen to be on Instagram Live or on television or something like that. That just doesn't happen. So I'm with you, Barbershop. That's our hot fire take. I kind of took a little bit of your glory on that, so I don't know if I get a wah, wah, wah. Oh, he definitely get one, man. But Come since on. you got a letter saying defense wins championships, I feel like this is the Barbershop show today. We ain't getting a wonk wonk. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it, Julio, Cameron. Come don't on, do man. it. I, even don't, when I don't deserve don't it, I get it. it. Don't do it. Don't it's make me right. throw this yellow flag oh. at Barbershop's head. I love it. I love, you know what I love? It? I love when it's not about me. That's why we can't get nowhere as a no, people. No, we can't. We can't. But listen, hey, you, you said it right. And, and sometimes when I speak, we, uh, me and you, when we go speaking at places, we always lead the people with something. Um, you, you talked about hard work pays off. That was something that, you know, as you got indu- inducted into the Hall of Fame, Missouri Hall of Fame, you left the people with that. Something I always leave people with is the difference between uh, your reputation and your character. So, so, so what are you trying to say? No, I'm just I'm saying Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, and there's a lot of guys out here who have great reputations. Yeah, but that character is yeah. what cuts Questionable. on when the lights are off, and, and you. Ain't, what are, the leadership is that part of that character? That, I think being great leaders, uh, being great court, all that kind of that's that reputation. Yeah, they're living on that reputation and keep them in the league because if you looked at their character. And it, when that shows, that's when they start throwing other guys under the bus. And it doesn't equate. It doesn't equate. You don't, gotcha. you don't, you don't, you're not seeing that MVP level. Yep, I got you. Well, that's the end of the second quarter. We're at halftime of Players Only, Barbershop, and I will be back. We got Dan, Big T from Shawnee Choo-choo. on the line. We'll get to you in the third quarter when the time is yours. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cash rules everything around me. Kareem, get the money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. And we're back. Players only. Barbershop. And I'm Danon Hughes. We got the phone lines open. We actually, because we got a bye week, we can actually tackle the phone line and the text line for the next two segments. So let's get to it. Dan and KC, what's going on? We started slow, 10 nothing with Sky Morph. I'm like, it was all uh, Chiefs, you know, Michael Hartman. How about it? Three touchdowns, two on the jet sweeps and one on the run. And, uh, yeah, you shot Juju with a big game with a touchdown. And the defense played pretty good, even though Frank Clark's going to be suspended. Karloftis and will play big on against the Titans. And Chris Jones will play big against the Titans. And I'm going to enjoy this bye week. And uh, I'm going to enjoy the World Series. And it was always fun to see the Yankees go down. And I know you guys are big NBA fans. And uh, so far, the Warriors and Suns are doing pretty good. And what's going on with the Lakers, guys? Do you think uh, LeBron uh, will turn around with that? I know he, he's not what he used to be. And Anthony Davis has got to take over the team. And the Celtics are doing pretty good. So what do you think? Do you think the Lakers could turn around? Take care of yourself, guys. Have a great evening. Man, I love the energy of Dan. Appreciate the call, Dan. And you can tell it's a bye week because Dan's giving us all all sports. There's nothing to talk about for this week for the Chiefs, so he's talking about NBA, Major League Baseball, which he knows is near and dear to my heart, the Yankees being ousted, the Astros, and the Phillies. You, I'm sure you're a Philly fan being uh, from Virginia and playing in Philly, No. No, actually, I'm I'm going with the Houston Astros. I was uh, that was the last team that I was with, the Houston Texans, and so uh, I actually got involved in a little bit with the baseball. You know, in my tenth year in the league, I started to moonlight with different sports. As I, you know, hurt my moonlight neck and, what I, I hurt my neck halfway through the season, so I started looking at other sports. Oh, looking, yeah, moonlight. I know it wasn't playing. Okay, see, there you go. So, you said normally somebody says moonlighting, that means they were doing it. I was giving it. my attention. Oh, okay. I was giving my, my, my attention. Instead of me just being submerged and obsessed with football, I started giving some of my attention to the, to the diamond <laughs> and the local team, the Houston Astros. Um, I started to just do a little, you know, a little, little, little intel on them. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, you know, I don't like the banging of the cans and any of the cheating they did. So that puts a little sourness in my in my. In my so since you're an Astros fan, I'm going with the Phillies one part because I don't like the Astros because they fired my teammate and college roommate, Bo Porter, before they made this strong run. And there was some uh, – they just did it. They it just didn't handle it in the, in the right way. It was kind of shady. So I am anti-Astros. Go mm. Phillies, Bryce Harper, all those guys. Get the job done so I can talk some more trash to Barbershop. But going back to Dan, before we get to Big T – Dan, you mentioned Sky Moore, and I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, one of the questions that we hear, we see on a text line, here on other shows about Sky Moore and where he is now, especially with the acquisition of Kadarius Toney. To me, uh, I was a rookie punt returner in the league. Now, I was not anointed as punt returner before the season like Sky Moore. I actually was 
given the job or earned the job in week 10 of the season. Uh, I was a rookie. I was on practice squad, got activated on Monday night football to punt return against the Buffalo Bills in the midst of their four-year Super Bowl run. Um, There are some things I see about Sky that I think he can make adjustments on. Uh, uh, So I feel like somebody asked me about should he – be taken away from that job absolutely not if you feel like he's going to be a guy in the future you let him work through some of this right now got to have confidence when you're catching punts when people are coming down with 40 and 50 yard head start full speed running Mm. trying to take your head off you got to have confidence i never punt returned in my life before playing in the nfl people look at me crazy when i tell that story uh but i played baseball and i knew how to judge a ball because i played the outfield so uh, one adjustment that I'd like to see Sky Moore make is barbershop. I always felt like when I played baseball at the University of Iowa and I played with the Milwaukee Brewers, I played a shallow center field because I always felt much more comfortable going back for balls. And if you notice, the two muff punts that Sky Moore has had, one was in the Indianapolis Colts game, and this one that was last against the San Francisco 49ers, it was all that they were shorter punts that he misjudged. So to me, one aspect, if I, keep, if I keep, keep getting beat on bloop singles into the outfield, I can still stay my depth or I can scoot in a couple of feet. So my adjustment would be to move in. And the other adjustment would be, Look from the side of the ball. So all you baseball players out there, guys that have kids that are playing baseball or playing football, if you have to wait for a ball to come to you, the best way to see the ball and the depth that it's coming to you is from the side, not from straight ahead. So if you see really good shortstops, if they hit a ground ball to shortstop, the shortstop takes a round turn toward third base so that their body's facing first base when they throw but they're also taking that little extra step to the right so that they can see the ball better as it comes upon them. So an adjustment that Sky can make is moving up five yards because you can always go back. We've seen him do really nice job going back for the ball when a booming punt happens. It's the shorter punts that kind of hurt him. And then maybe go look to the side of the ball when it's punted so that you can judge the depth a little bit better. I like both of those points you made. Obviously, there's always room for improvement. I was at, at the Crime Commission there. I actually heard Dante Hall speaking to one of the uh, sponsors there about just this, about what can Sky Moore do to you know improve on his uh, punt returning. And Dante says to him, he has no problem with Sky Moore at all. He would say Sky Moore's problem is just his decision making on which ones to actually feel. Oh, get. Yeah. He was like those. Both of those drop punts were ones that were inside the ten yard line, and I, I can understand him trying to get it at the ten, get it at the eight to prevent it being down to the three. He said, but the the risk reward scenario is neither one of those punts he was going to be able to return. Yeah, it's it's just trying to you know keep trying to save three or four yards. He says at the end of the day, let those balls go, and maybe the return team doesn't even get them, and we 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 get it at the twenty some yard line. Um, let the offense go from there. He says, so he says that it just, you know, those those two punts, he can put them, just mark those off to, you know, I just made poor decisions poor on decision, Which is correctable. Fair. Yeah. And the other aspect of that that people don't realize is that if you don't fair catch or wave fair catch, you can go and knock somebody out. 
you can go and block somebody that's coming down. So you can actually look like you're going to field the punt and then take a running start and clean somebody up. Mm. So if in that indecision, if you're indecision and you feel like I can't get to this ball, it's wobbly, it's a knuckleball, whatever, just turn and go knock somebody's head off. It's legal. That tells you where my head is. (laughs) With that, let's go to Big T and Shawnee. Time's yours. Yeah, hey, hey, Dana and Barbershop, appreciate you guys. It's nice to have some friendly. Hey there, Big T. What's going on there, Big T? Hey, man, it's nice to have some friendly, nice guys to talk to who are welcome to callers, unlike that last guy's show. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Arrogant Rock. Did you have to take a needle to his head to deflate his ego to get out of the Oh, there you go. I'm glad you said it, Big T. I can't talk about co-workers like that, but you can. Well, well, you know, I like Rob, but boy, so he's full. Anybody that hates, uh, uh, thinks uh, Derek Jeter's uh, overrated is something's wrong with his brain. I don't know, man. I don't get it. But, you know, I think it's the arrogance and the entitlement. I don't understand. Uh, be thankful that you could fill in for Carrington, Rob. But anyway, hey, man, you know, uh, the, 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 the offense is always going to be badass. But, man, I want to talk about this defense. Let's look, hear it. Look how, Frank, look how Frank Clark balled out. He's got a strip sack. A sack and a half and a, and a fumble. I uh, got the safety. We had two interceptions. Nick Bolton's flying around. Uh, Gay's, Gay's back making plays. We're going to have a, a Duffy back. This, this defense is going to carry. It's going to be badass in the second half. Not that they aren't right now because they're doing great stuff. And, and I put some cabbage on Chris Jones at 75-1 to to be the defensive player of the year. Hell yeah, Chris Jones. You keep doing it, baby, because you're going to take us there, and that defense is going to carry us. It's only going to get better. And then, you know, we do have the leak off, but you know what Andy Reid does to teams after buys? I pity those Tennessee hillbillies. And as always, let's go Chiefs. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Barbershop was with you with the choo-choo train. He was waiting for it. With bated breath. Did you know do you know that's you didn't know that. They don't they don't teach that at Richmond, do they? Like those kind of things. You sayings. know what they do teach at Richmond? They teach with the uh come up in the NCAA tournament. All right, Big put, Jacks. We're coming to Big Jacks right now. <laughs> we ain't talking about no NCAA basketball it's when the Richmond week. Spiders beat my Iowa Hawkeyes. It's the bad week. I thought we talking we're going like cross sports in the bad week. All right, bad. Big Jacks, give us what what you got. <clears throat> Time's yours. What's, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing, man? Chilling like Bob Dylan. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, I tell you what, bro, uh, as far as, you know, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, man, like to me, yeah, I get the GOAT talk, but th- both of them have deficiencies in this area or in different areas. Uh, Tom Brady, for me, the amount of cheating that New England did was outrageous during his time. I mean, just – the, the over the top, bro. Like it's ridiculous when you look back and really realize how much these dudes got caught cheating. So how much didn't they get caught for? It, it's unreal. Um, so for that, and then Aaron Rodgers, man, for me, the one Super Bowl thing, bro. Like, I, if you're a great, if you're one of the greats, you had to have got your team to at least win one more Super Bowl over this number of years. Or else I can't really put you in the great category. Like, I'm not saying that all it takes is two, but you got to at least have two to be the great, man. So, 
Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll see what happens at the end of their careers because there's no doubt the clock is ticking, the time is coming. So, all right, fellas, man, I appreciate y'all as always, bro. Appreciate you, Big Jacks. We will tackle. We'll get you some comments after the break. We got the fourth quarter show coming up. We'll hit to it. All right, we are back. Players only fourth quarter of the show. We just got a few minutes left. And because we got a bye week barbershop, we can tackle some more text line. We actually didn't even get to any texts, but we're going to get to some now. Got the 913. Hey, fellas, tell Spec or whoever's the boss over here, you guys need more radio time. I love your show. Your insight is so valuable. Uh, we appreciate that. Spec, we've been asking them for how many years now? Four years? More time. More time. That won't happen. But at least we can keep asking. Have not because you're asked not. From 954, uh, 8 Danon and Barbershop, with the addition of Tony, I 100% know our offense is Super Bowl quality, but still think we need to add one D lineman. Prefer, prefer, uh, prefer that. So um, I don't have a problem with acquisitions. The trade deadline is Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. So there could be opportunities to trade. Uh, but here's the thing, and I think you said this when you were on the show earlier, Shop. We can't say from January through the draft and through training camp and Brett Veach we trust, and then when we get to the season, start questioning that trust, especially when you're 5-2, and two, when you've played uh, a record seven teams coming upon eight teams with winning records that's never happened in the NFL before, and you're 5-2 and two right now. So I'm going to trust them that their evaluation is their evaluation and whatever they feel is necessary for our team. There are free agents out there. People keep thinking that it's all about trades and acquisitions from other teams. There's a guy like Ndamukong Sue that's out there. That's yep. free. There's, there's other players that can be added after Tuesday if we need depth that can really play at a championship level. Yeah, I think the whole trade deadline is only if you're interested in trading on with guys who are currently on the roster. There's a there's a handful of guys that can you can add to your current roster without needing to trade for them. You can add guys that are from the free agent that are unsigned with people, like you said, with Sue and some other guys. Um, if you if you if I had to look at the team and just say which different positions, um, you know, not not knowing exactly who's on the practice squad, but just looking at the starting roster, the starting 53 going into the game, I would always be looking for more depth at tackle. Mm-hmm. I would always be looking maybe for a backup center. Um, obviously, you know, Creed Humphreys is great, but, I mean, just to protect yourself from injury bugs and stuff like that, um, you need a swing guard. Um, I think we found uh, depth in a linebacker, uh, not knowing it, but we know uh, Harris played – I mean, he played lights out the, 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 the snaps he played while Willie Gain was facing his two-game suspension. Oh, yeah. Um, so now you know you got a third guy without even going into the rookie uh, Leo Chenault and stuff. So you got a third and a fourth guy. Um, so you got depth there. Um, always, you know, looking to get uh, another safety. Um, cornerbacks, you never can have in this league with as many, the way that the passing game, you can't never have enough corners. You can't never have enough um, edge rushers. So you're always looking to add depth to it. But to say, you know, at any point during the, you know, the next five to six weeks, um, are we lacking at, yeah. at any position? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, so think there's either. anything we have to do. Um, and I think our interest in OBJ is, it's always been, like, it's not nothing new. 
before he went to L.A., we was interested in OBJ. Yeah. And so it's just like the evaluation on him hasn't changed. He got injured, and he's recovered from his injury. I'm glad you brought that up, Barbershop, because I want to clear something up to the listeners. And I'm sure you know this, but a lot of times because they just throw out pleas and they throw out stuff to the stick to the wall, let's get this, let's get this. It's a two-way street. And, a, and that player or those players have to want to come to Kansas City. Mm. They have to want to come for whatever the dollar amount that you're offering. And sometimes there are players that don't – I know this is shocking. There are times where players don't take top dollar to go elsewhere. I'm using myself as an example. As an example. I was a free agent. The Rams with Dick Vermeil in St. Louis wanted me – and they were going to pay me more money. But I stayed here in Kansas City for less money because I felt like this was my home. This is where I wanted to raise my kids. This is the, the organization that embraced me. And I signed back with Kansas City. Now, that's not high dollar. That's, that's minimum, veteran minimum at that time, my fifth year in the league. It was right before the greatest show on turf. But I, the text line asked, why do we, from the 913, why do we still – they're curious about why we still stay here in Kansas City. Uh, this is our home. This is one of the most embracing communities around the NFL that you will find in regards to former players. Barbershop talked about our involvement with the Chiefs ambassadors and the things that we're able to do in this community uh, because we wore a jersey and entertained people on Thursdays, Sundays, and Mondays in the past – and it's home. It's a great place to raise your kids. It's a great cost of living. Uh, you get a lot of bang for your buck with houses, et cetera, and schools. So that's the reason I'm sure, Barbershop, you being from Richmond, me being from Jersey, uh, have very similar. Richmond's finest. Yeah, buddy. Have some of the similar reasons why we stayed here. When uh, This is the only team I played for. I played a little bit with the Saints at the end of my career, yeah. but you played for multiple teams and felt like this was a place that – what warranted you staying here. Yeah. You even played for a team after this and came back here uh, because this is where you wanted to raise your kids. So yeah. that's a testament. That's a that's a uh, shout-out to Kansas City. You've made this a an embraceable place for a lot of players from all over the country to stay. We have 55 Chiefs ambassadors that are here in the community and uh, are still ingrained in uh, Kansas City. Well, I appreciate the text line. Dana was able to answer that. Um, why do we choose to stay? Mine is just education. Uh, I'm a really high on education. My family, I wanted my kids to be uh, educated in the Blue Valley School District, and the pi- private public schools there are just um, second to none. And also, obviously, 913, this is the only player show I'd listen to. We appreciate that. We appreciate all the love we get on the text line. Keep For it real. coming. Um, always, man, we, we love the text line. We love the listeners. We hopefully we can just continue to educate and talk straight talk, right? Yeah. Talk the way we do in the locker room. For real. All right, we got a lot to talk about next week, so definitely t- stay tuned. We got some points about the bye week. Hoping guys did the right thing on the bye mm-hmm. week. So tune back in next week. Barbershop and I'll be here. Peace. It's like this and like that and like this and like that and like this and like that. This is Players Only with Dana Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 